What's good, comic fam? We at Megacon. Let's talk about some trending comic books. Another week, another list. A different location. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and at the list at number 10 of the trending most comics in the comic marketplace, we have Sosa Micah on Catwoman 43, the 1 in 25 variant. And it was no surprise. We have been telling the community since the release of issue 39's Incentive variant by Sosa Micah, which also spiked right out the gate, and every subsequential issue that she's released has done the same, that you got to be keeping an eye out on this Catwoman run in its entirety. And with 44 already being solicited with another Harley Quinn appearance on the cover, both girls partying drinking, having fun. I expect to see similar spikes, similar trends to that book as well. Also, do yourself a favor and follow Sosa Micah on Instagram. She likes to post parts of the drawing process and taking a look at this gorgeous Catwoman with uh, Tiffany diamond around her neck. It looks like you can touch the damn thing. I happen to believe that this may be a future variant. If not, DC should seriously consider it. Another thing I found interesting is that similar to the Jenny Frizen 42 edit that DC mandated where Catwoman's dress had to be darkened, a little too revealing for them, Sosa Micah mentioned that this book on the list, Catwoman 43, the incentive variant, originally had Catwoman drinking alcohol in that glass and she was forced to change it to milk because DC doesn't allow alcohol consumption on the cover. Now, Sosa Micah doesn't just do Harley Quinn and Catwoman covers beautifully. Take a look at this Poison Ivy cover that dropped this past month through Wanted Comics. At the list, at number nine, we have Incredible Hulk 282, Attorney at Law, debuting in 1983. This is the first team-up, side-by-side fighting between the Hulk and She-Hulk in comic books, and this has been on spec radar for quite some time. Believe it or not, Mark Ruffalo being part of the cast, being featured in the She-Hulk Attorney at Law Disney Plus show was not guaranteed. It was only rumored, but hey, we got the trailer this past week, and clearly we have Dr. Bruce Banner make an appearance. Now, we're seeing $75 average sales on this comic book. It was selling for under $300 at a 9.8 late last year, but as of the last month in April, we have a recorded 9.8 hitting $600, and I mentioned that because just this past month, there was a Canadian price variant 9.8 that sold for $430. I have to remind the community about watching, scouting, hunting for the Canadian price variants for the new stand editions and the Mark Jewelers because when they sell, they break records when members know about them. But when they go missed, a 9.8 Canadian shouldn't be selling for $200 less than the direct standard market copy. Whoever got that book got a killer deal. Since the Hulk trailer, we've seen an increase of copies sold of 243%. I want to know what the community thinks about this key book. You think it's going to level out? You think it's going to spike? Let me know in the comment section below. It'll answer you to win an Omni-Man Invincible number one variant. I also want to know if you've seen the movie Cool Runnings and if you've ever spotted the character Sanka reading this very issue. I love when that happens. Now, before we get to number eight, which is one of my all-time favorite comic books, I want to remind you to download 
key collector comics. This list of 10 was sourced from a larger list of 20 that gets updated on the app every single week. Support what we do, but unlock a free two-week subscription of the app in its entirety. Catalog your comic books, get suggested pricing, utilize the randomizer, learn about random comics every single day. It's one of my biggest recommendations to get savvy and to learn about this giant industry with so many comics worth money. Which ones do you need to know? Key Collector's there to help. And now we're back at the list at number eight with Incredible Hulk 340 debuting in 1988. A classic, classic McFarlane cover, a beloved cover for Hulk fans, for Wolverine fans, for fans who just like it when these characters battle and duke it out, which is exactly what you get in this issue. We also have a 200% increase in copies sold. Maybe it's because of this interest in Hulk given that the She-Hulk trailer recently dropped, or it's just the interest in mutants being introduced at mass, like officially with Professor Xavier in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness 2. I digress because this is a hot book and has always seemingly been a hot book, hitting $200 average sales, a 9.8 direct market copy hit $1,700. And I'll take you back to February where a very... Difficult to acquire in high grade newsstand 9.8 came to market and sold for $4,500. Hot damn, comic fan. And now at the list at number seven, we have Punisher number one debuting in 1987. This is the premiere issue of the first ongoing series, seeing $50 average sales. And we saw a high sale for $300 for a 9.8 happen in April. But get this, comic fam. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Because it's about to get very scary. We saw an increase of copies sold this week of 129%. This right here has always been underrated. It's always been undervalued. The Punisher is a major character, and considering that his first appearance in issue 129 was very popular and brought him into the pages of comic books, multiple issues, that it wasn't until his limited series where he gets that issue number one. And that five-issue series that was originally marketed as four, look at the error on number one on the top where it says it's only four, when it ended up being five, that right there marks his first solo title, but this issue would come out soon after because of the popularity of that five-issue run. So I think this is prime for speculation, especially considering that rumors are circulating that Marvel is developing a Punisher movie, which is not confirmed yet, but we're also hearing rumors that Punisher may appear in the War Machine armor in Armor Wars in the next Disney Plus Iron Man-centric show. Keep an eye out for issue 218 and 219 of The Punisher. We have the first cameo appearance of Frank Castle Punisher in that War Machine armor, along with 219, marking the first full appearance in comics. And shout out to the member in April who secured a Punisher number one at a 9.8 for just around $100, proving that this book has been far undervalued for way too long. Get your eBay searches rolling, comic fam. Hunt this book. And what's this at number six? We have a repeat offender. Fantastic Four, issue number 245, debuting in 1982. Seeing $18 average sales and a high sale for $300 that was set in April for a CGC 9.8. Now, I'll remind the community that this was trending around 
$15 average just last week when this made our list. And we saw an increase of copies sold last week of 700% since the debut of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. All it took was seeing John Krasinski, Jim Halperin, as Reed Richards mentioned that he has not only a wife in this universe, but he has children. Franklin Richards becomes an adult for the first time in this comic book. His powers manifest. It gets reversed by the end of the issue. It has become a key book regardless. And we have seen an increase in copies sold additional to last week of 242% this week. This book is scorching. I am spin all over the place. At the list of number five with the third part of Secret Wars, we have Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars issue number three, debuting in 1984. The first major Marvel event and the introduction of Titania, a major villain to She-Hulk. And after the trailer dropped this past week, we get a couple glimpses of Titania for the first time. We have Jamila Jamil, who you would know if you've seen the show The Quiet Place. I recommend it. It is hysterical. And she kills it in that role, which gave me so much hopes when I saw her debut her wig, her orange wig as Titania for the first time on Instagram. Had to have been over a year ago at this point. But this has been reported since 2021 that we were going to see this version of Titania that gets debuted in this issue. And post the trailer, we've seen an increase of copies sold of 161%. We're seeing $35 average sales for this book. And as of May, this book, which has reached above $300 in the last quarter, has been hitting around $250 to heights of $270. So keep an eye out. This may be a good time to secure this copy because if it goes up anymore, we're going to be breaking records. Yo, Comic Fam, if you want to support what we do, hit the link in the description. Go to ComicTom101.com. Join the June mystery mail call. We're sending out one per box. All new Fantastic Four. Issue number one. Cover art done by Alex Maleev. Kang the Conqueror. Support what we do. Get this book in your box guaranteed, as well as an assortment of other random issues. We like to make other exclusives. We won't tell you about those until last minute, if we do at all, because, you know, I like doing secret variants, too. I digress. Support the show. Hit the link in the description. Join the community. The box is 35 bucks plus shipping. Frogman. That's right. At the list at number four, we have Marvel Team Up 121 debuting in 1982. This is the first appearance of Frogman. This dude who puts these shoes on that have springs and he hops around and accidentally foils villains' plans because he's trying to redeem his family's legacy because his father was a villain. And we'll talk about him in just a second. There was a character featured very briefly in the She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer, and it appears to be Frogman or his father. Regardless, it's definitely a slimmed down version of possibly one of the characters, but it's hard to tell which because the character design has been changed a little bit, but it caused an increase to copy sold of 1150% for this issue. We have $35 average sales and a high sale of $550 that was set this past week. To give you some perspective, 9.8s of this book hit $230 in February. 
Now, I mentioned Frogman trying to redeem his family's legacy because his father was a villain named Leapfrog. And it's actually his costume that Frogman acquires so that he can hop around and help Spidey in Marvel Team-Up 121. Now, Leapfrog, the father of Frogman, debuts in Daredevil issue number 25 from 1967. That book seeing $70 average sales and saw an increase of copies sold of 2000 823% this week. Which character, if any, do you think this is in the She-Hulk trailer? Not only that, Marvel Legends made a Legends figure for Frogman just last year. So, was it because they expected Frogman to be in She-Hulk in a little over a year? I mean, with the lockdowns and the delays and plastic and everything and the shortages, maybe this was intended to come out around the time She-Hulk was debuting? Or... They were just trying to figure out a way to utilize their Dr. Octopus bus from their Legends toys because that's what they did. They reutilized the center part of Dr. Octopus, painted it green, and instead of the tentacles on the back, they put a backpack on it and got you Frogman. And if you collect all those action figures, by the way, you can assemble Stiltman. I don't know if that helps with the spec at all. Hit the subscribe, slap the like button, and now at the list at number three, a book that got really hot and then kind of cooled off, and they got hot again, and then kind of cooled off, and now is scorching. We have Captain Carter issue number one from the series that debuted this year. We are seeing $12 average sales and a all-new 9.8 high sale of 220 bones, an increase of copies sold of 125%. Now, prior to the release of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness 2, this book spiked royally. Because we saw the shield in the poster as well as in the final trailer being thrown and being caught by a female. And at the time, we weren't sure if that was Captain Carter. But people specced on this book and shot up the prices. The movie debuted. Captain Carter was in it. Captain Carter gets killed. Like, really quick. So, the book, yeah, it got some traction, but it also cooled off a little bit. People thinking that this was dead spec now. Literally and figuratively. But then, hold up. This week, we find out word that a rumored live-action project is in development for Captain Carter. And I don't think there's anyone who really believes this is the last time we're going to see John Krasinski read Richards. That's the last time we're going to see the Inhumans or Captain Carter. So this right here just demonstrates that although we may see a death on screen... We need to not overreact that that means it's one and done and that the spec is dead because clearly with variants, alt timelines, and, you know, it's comic books, any of these characters can come back and they're proving it within like the last week. Now take a look at this. In the last couple weeks, you could have secured a 9.8 for closer to 125, 150 bucks. And in this last week, the book has cleared 200 at a 9.8. If you are looking to spec on Captain Carter, if you're looking to invest, keep an eye out for the 1 in 25 animation variant. That's my favorite of all the available variants. Also, the David Nakayama, it's limited to a 1,000 printed virgin Captain Carter cover. Now, I got to hear what the community thinks about this. You ever, like, enjoy something as a kid, a movie, music, or a show that you really liked, but then as you got older, you realized that it was bad? You know, whether it's the community, your peers, your friends, or, you know, hearing reviews about something. It's just a, a talking point that, yeah, that was just crap. And you just know that your kid brain made it better than it was but you don't want to revisit it because you know that you like it better than it was and you want to preserve that memory. 
Well, here we go. At the list at number two, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen number one, Alan Moore Goodness. Now, I'm not talking about the comic books. I mean, there's two volumes that are superb that everyone needs to read, if not own. I'm talking about the movie that came out in like the early 2000s that was just horrendous, apparently, because I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid. I think I watched that when I was like 10 years old, and I really enjoyed it. But now as an adult, I don't want to revisit it because I know it's probably crap, and I want to preserve that happiness that I felt seeing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in The Invisible Man. Well, over this last week, we saw an increase of copies sold of 814% for good reason. There is apparently a project in active development to redo The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. A new adaptation from 20th Century Fox. This gives me some hope. It also kind of crushes my dreams a little bit because there's a recall issue that I've been hunting for for over 10 years that now is going to get even more out of reach than it already is. Hit the like. Slap the subscribe button, comic fam. We need your support. I'm going to be at MegaCon all weekend. So if you're watching this video and you are at the con on Sunday, look out for me at the WhatNot booth and in the comic book sections. There's a lot of dealers here, so I'm going to be all around hitting those lawn boxes. And at the list at number one, we have Savage She-Hulk issue number one, the first appearance of She-Hulk. What a week, comic fam. The She-Hulk attorney at law trailer dropped. We find out that Mark Ruffalo is indeed going to be in the show, which that wasn't guaranteed. We also see Abomination making appearance. That wasn't guaranteed. We also saw Titania, although briefly, we that's like the first look of the character outside of just a picture that was posted by the actress. And that's not all we're hearing Daredevil rumors. I'm sitting here looking at a key alert that just came in. Let me read this to you. On the same day as Disney Plus Daredevil series was announced, Kristen Ritter tweeted a picture of her and actor Mike Coulter with the initials of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, plus the hashtags Marvel and Big T's. It looks like we're getting our defenders back. So much spec to be had over this last week, and it all happened from multiple sources. Marvel is killing it. Well, we're talking about the first appearance of She-Hulk here, which is hitting an average sale of $250. It hit 1000 bucks for a CGC 9.8. If you are hunting for this book, there are a lot of available copies that are listed between $950 and $1,000. And it's the calm before the storm. Like, this show is going to drop, and then the collectors are going to assess whether the longevity of the character, the popularity of the show is going to maintain these prices. But regardless, we're seeing an increase of copies sold of 135% post-trailer. She-Hulk is coming to the screen really soon. I want to hear what the community thinks about the trailer in the comments section below. I have seen a lot of frustration about the CGI, that the green skin doesn't look all that right, but there's still some time for them to fix that. Like I'll remind you about Sonic the Hedgehog, right? So give them some time. And aside from the CGI, what do you think about the comedy angle that they're clearly setting up? I want to hear about it in the comment section below. Like and subscribe and as always, geek responsibly. Geek responsibly. Geek responsibly. Geek responsibly. Enough said. Comic fam, make sure to be following me on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles. Whatnot. You can follow me at Comic Tom 101 on the app.
I got to give a big props to Whatnot here at Megacon. They took over the show floor, giving comic books the spotlight at the very front of the convention, streaming with multiple people. The signage is amazing. The presence is outstanding. And comic fam, if you go to a convention and you are lucky enough to have Whatnot there, you are going to be absolutely impressed. It is humbling to see the focus on comic books at a comic convention. And it's crazy to say that, but as someone who's frequented so many conventions and seen the dwindling comic book presence at a comic con, this right here gives me hope, and that's happening because of whatnot. So shout out Jack DeMeo and all the whatnot peeps who are working their asses off this weekend for the comic community. I'll see you at the con.